Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. And welcome into another edition of the Future Brew Podcast right here on the Maze Brew Podcast Network. I am Vaughn Lozon, joined by John Simmons, my co-host, as always. And we've got a lot to get through, so we are just going to jump right into the podcast today. We are coming off our second straight weekend of Junior Day coverage here. So there were you know, a lot of decent prospects for the first weekend for Michigan's Junior Day, bringing in kids in the 2024 class and uh, beyond in some circumstances, mainly 2024 prospects that we're going to be talking about. So we talked about the kids that were on campus a couple weekends ago last week, and now this week, we will discuss the prospects who are on campus just this past weekend. So before we get into that, John, how are you doing today, my friend, and uh, recruiting? It's uh, it, it's finally a, a thing again. We, we've got quite a bit to talk about. How are you doing? I'm doing good. Yeah, excited for signing day tomorrow, though it's not like the hype as it once was this February 1 at least. But um, there's still some guys out there for Michigan and honestly pretty excited for 2024 more than anything with all the guys they've been getting on campus. Yeah, me too. I'm really excited for the 24 class. They've had quite a bit of highly talented prospects uh, in the 24 class on campus uh, these last two weekends. And we're going to talk about a lot of them today who were on campus this past weekend. And for all of the 2023 February signing period uh, coverage, uh, stick with Maze Brew. We'll have a, a story on Nick Harbor at some point, whether he picks Michigan or not. And Cameron Brandt, we're expecting a decision from him as well. But let's get into these 2024 guys because we got quite a bit to go through here today. Let's start with one of the surprise names who was in town this past weekend, one of the elite talents in the 2024 class. And that's four star wide receiver Mylon Graham. He's six foot, 170 pounds. He's from New Haven, Indiana, ranked number 32 overall on the composite. So he is right around five-star status. Wouldn't be shocked if he ends up a five-star. He has offers from the best of the best in college football, as you would imagine, but has two crystal balls in for Ohio State. So John, not much was really detailed about this visit, how it went. 
it, just yet, at least I would expect one of the, you know, whether it's on three or 24 seven, I'm sure somebody will talk to him at some point in the near future. If he is receptive to an interview, I haven't seen anything out there yet, but uh, getting a surprise visitor from a borderline five star, that's <laughs> John. That's always a good thing, my friend. Yeah, that's uh, a great sign uh, for Michigan just to get these guys up on campus um, seemingly at the drop of a hat. So um, I'm excited for Michigan's chances here as they're they're going after that state big time um, in this class, and hopefully they can uh, pull some more guys out. They've already got a good start, um, but I think it would just be good to get that contingent going and uh, maybe really swing the momentum and uh, put a dent in the Buckeyes recruiting there. Yeah, because like I said, they got the two crystal balls as of right now. And, uh, you know, again, not a whole lot of details on how the visit went or anything like that. Uh, This is definitely developing. So we'll uh, try and get some uh, updates at a later time on mazenbrew.com. But yeah, one of the elite premier wide receivers in this 2024 class. Let's move to the defensive side of the ball, John, and chat about one of the more important defensive recruits Michigan is going after in this 2024 cycle, and that is four-star linebacker Aaron Chiles. I hope I'm pronouncing that correctly. He is 6'3", 210 from the state of Maryland. He is number 66 on the composite number five at the linebacker position. He spoke with Sam Webb after his visit. He said it was a great time. He's built a strong relationship with the defensive coaches, mainly linebackers coach George Hilo. And he said that whenever he cuts down his list of schools, Michigan will definitely be on his next cut down of the list. And he's a, it sounds like he's definitely going to make an official visit to Michigan at some point later this year too whether that be in the spring or the summer, perhaps even a fall visit if he takes his recruitment that far. He also, John, uh, before we started recording, saw that uh, EJ Holland over at the Wolverine had an update on him and that uh, Michigan is now the leader. Just clear number one uh, school for him in his recruiting uh, or is in his recruitment, I should say. And that's always great to hear, especially at a position of need line, like linebacker, they're definitely going to have to hit a few of these guys in this class. And Aaron Chiles, he's a, uh, you know, a borderline top 50 guy. He's number 66 overall in the nation, really hoping to make a big move this weekend. And that's what Michigan did with uh with Aaron Chile. So John, uh, really good to hear how great the visit went and that Michigan is now his number one school. Yeah, I think it was also notable that he not only said that Michigan would be on his top list, but that um they would definitely be getting an official visit. So I mean those two usually go hand in hand, but getting him back on campus um is going to be huge. I think it was kind of surprising that he hadn't been up so far already because Michigan's been recruiting him for a while now and have been doing a good job, but I think um, it's it's a good sign that there was, he was so high on Michigan before he'd even stepped on campus, and now that he's seen everything and he's still, you know, he's really blown away by it, I think it puts Michigan in a really good spot here at a big position of need for the next class. Yeah, big position of need for sure. I mean, he's got all their offers from Alabama and Clemson and Georgia, and I mean, the list goes on and on for the amount of really – Uh, high-level schools that have offered him a scholarship. So to have Michigan be number one at the moment coming out of this visit, you can't do any better than that. So that is certainly good news, especially at such a position of need moving forward in this 2024 class. 
Let's go to the running back position and talk about a couple guys who were on campus this weekend. Let's start with four-star Taylor Tatum, the Texas native, made his first visit to Ann Arbor this past weekend. And judging by how things went, it probably is not going to be his final visit to Michigan. He is 5'10", 195. He's number 73 overall on the composite. Number five at the running back position in the country and has other significant offers from Georgia, Bama, Oklahoma, Ohio State, pretty much every major uh, team in college football that you would expect. And the other uh, prospect who came up to Michigan, who is a uh, also a four-star running back here, Dewan Williams. He is number 299 overall in uh, the country, number 25 overall at the running back position. He's 5'10", a 195, much like uh, Taylor Tatum is, from a uh, pretty familiar place called St. Francis Academy. And uh, Michigan has recruited that school very hard over the last few cycles. And also like Tatum, uh, Dewan Williams also has an offer from Ohio State. He also has offers from schools like Penn State, Maryland, Duke, Pitt, plenty more where that came from as well. So, uh, John, regarding these two, I would say that uh, Tatum is clearly, uh, you know, it's probably 1A, 1B as far as the running back targets go for Michigan in this class with Tatum and then Jordan Marshall, the four-star from Ohio. Uh, But with Dewan Williams, certainly a talent that you want to recruit and want to, at the very least, keep warm throughout the process. So we'll see how things go with Tatum and Marshall before we hit Williams uh, harder on the recruiting trail at the very least. But uh, the other good thing that Michigan has going for them when it comes to Taylor Tatum is he has aspirations of playing baseball in college. And he also met with Michigan uh, baseball's new head coach, Tracy Smith, who is also recruiting him to play for their program as well. So Michigan isn't the only school doing that, um, but his interest level uh, in doing both at Michigan sounds like uh, it's a very possible thing and uh, the, the ability to play both uh, sports at the collegiate level uh, sounds like it's going to be a big factor in his recruitment. So with these two respective guys, John, uh, take me through your thought process coming out of their respective visits this past weekend. Yeah, I think it's a good uh, sign that uh, Mike Hart is kind of expanding his board a little bit more to have a guy like Williams up with a top target like Tatum, um, you know, because I think in the past Hart would kind of keep his board pretty compact and only going go after a few guys. But the issue is, is if he doesn't get those top guys, then there's not enough guys that he has good relationships with behind him to uh, pick up a quality um, lower tier option. And I think, you know, you get Tatum up, a guy that they really like, top 100 guy in the country. Um, and Michigan, I think, sits in a good spot right now, but he is from Texas and he has – you know, all of the more local schools on them right now, too. So it's definitely not a slam dunk. Um, but getting a, another four-star up there in Williams who has big-time offers and comes from a pipeline school for Michigan um, before Biff Pogey left, at least. But I think they still have a good relationship there. But having him up is a great uh, fallback option if things with Tatum or Marshall go through because those certainly aren't layups. Um, but Michigan still looks to be in a good spot with uh, multiple four-star running backs, which is good because I think they'll need at least two next class. Agreed. I think they need to hit on two of these highly regarded running backs. And in Mike Hart, to his credit, he's really picked up his, uh, his game on the recruiting trail. He's offered a lot more running backs than what you are at least used to seeing 
out of Mike Hart. He very seldom offered guys when he was at Indiana, and he was very selective with the players that he had been recruiting up to this point. But he's really kicked it into high gear with offering some kids in the 24 class and beyond at his position. So really important to land a couple of these guys, like you said, and uh, Taylor Tatum, Jordan Marshall, Dewan Williams. I mean, certainly all high-end prospects that uh, Michigan very well could land in this class. They can't get them all, but you got to at least try for all of these guys that they want to go after. So we will uh, continue talking about more prospects here, but let's just give a quick Shout out here to Manscaped, our uh, podcast sponsor, and they are now selling beard products. And I quite literally just used the new Beard Hedger. And uh, uh, let me tell you guys, I mean, this thing is is crazy. I literally used this uh, just about an hour or so ago uh, before I took my shower. You can use it in the shower. It's waterproof, but uh, I decided to do it right before that. But uh, this uh, entire Beard Hedger Pro Kit, it's incredible. It starts with the Beard Hedger itself, which is a cordless trimmer, has a rotary wheel that gives you 20 hair cutting lengths all with one guard. It is incredibly easy to use, guys, so you don't have to have uh, drawers filled with extra add-ons and stuff. It's just all in one. It is an all-encompassing uh, beard trimmer. It is incredible. 20 different beard lengths and just one guard. And like I said, it's waterproof. So you can do it in the shower if you want to avoid all the hair in the sink. So uh, if you want to uh, be one of the 5 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped for all their grooming needs, use the promo code MNB20 at manscaped.com and you'll get 20% off with free shipping. Now let's chat about our uh, last handful of uh, prospects here, John, who were on campus this past weekend for the Wolverines junior day, their second straight. Let's start the second half of this podcast off on a, uh, this is going to be a really good note because the next four prospects here are going to be from the state of Ohio. It's always great to see highly ranked kids from the state of Ohio visit Ann Arbor and to strongly consider Michigan. And that's exactly what these next two kids did over the weekend. They are four-star cornerback Aaron Scott and four-star edge Elias Robinson. Let's start with Scott. He was a bit of a surprise visitor as well. He's 6'1", 170 from Springfield, Ohio, number 123 overall in the composite, number 11 at the cornerback position, and number four in his state. He's got an offer from Ohio State, so they are the program to watch for him moving forward. He's got two crystal balls for the Buckeyes, so they are certainly the top uh, I, I guess, team to watch for other than Michigan uh, in this recruitment. As far as Robinson goes, he's also a huge target for Michigan. He is 6'4", 220. He's from Cincinnati, number 116 overall on the composite, number 11 edge and number three in Ohio in 2024. So like Scott Robinson also holds an offer from Ohio State. But the thing is, Cincinnati's never been a huge stopping ground for Ohio State or Ohio State fans. So this one seems more winnable, in my opinion, than Aaron Scott. And I'll, I'll ask for your opinion on that in just a second, John. Uh, but it also helps that Michigan offered Robinson a few months before Ohio State did. So they got in on it a little early. He has seen Michigan uh, up close. Uh, obviously, he's seen Ohio State as well, but uh, he's already been to Michigan a couple times. So it's nice that he was able to see Michigan again. So, uh, John Robinson, he came with a contingent of teammates from his high school in Cincinnati as well. And, uh, man, with, uh, I mean, with Steve Klinkscale leading the charge for all these Ohio kids, 
on the recruiting trail. I, I strongly believe Michigan will have a shot with any kid that they want from the state of Ohio moving forward because of clink scale and because of the program's recent success just in general, but especially against Ohio State. Want to get your thoughts on where you think Michigan stands with these two guys? I tend to lean more towards Michigan having a slight lead for Robinson and trailing for Aaron Scott, but I want to get your thoughts on both of these highly regarded prospects from Ohio. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Now, I think I'm maybe conflating Brian Robinson and Elias Rudolph. <laughs> I'm I completely meant to say Rudolph. I apologize. Okay. Elias Rudolph. I yeah. Too many. I definitely uh, think Michigan uh, oh, leads for yeah. Robinson. Yes. For Brian Robinson. Yes. Elias Rudolph, I have a little um skepticism with, I think, because because he actually does hold that Ohio State offer, so you never know. You know, OSU hasn't offered Brian Robinson yet, so I think that one's kind of more of a slam dunk for Michigan. Um, but like you said, he's from Cincinnati, which is not always a lock for kids from there to go to uh, Columbus. So I think Michigan will be will have a fighter's chance there. And then um, the cornerback, I I actually think that um, Michigan has a better shot with Bryce West, which is kind of you know backwards because he's so much higher rated. Um, but I just think that. Uh, this is the first time he's been to campus, I believe, um, for in a while at least. And so he hasn't been up as many times as West has and um, just seemed to only come up with a big group of visitors. So I'm not sure where Michigan stands there right now, but I would say that's a, a little bit of a, a longer shot than I think um, Rudolph or even a guy like Bryce West is right now. Yeah, I, I agree with that completely. I do think Michigan stands a better chance with – Bryce West as well, who, if if you don't know who he is, five-star prospect on the composite, number one player in the state of Ohio and was just up to Michigan a couple weeks ago. And uh, yeah, I mean, <laughs> big apologies on my part for messing that up with Rudolph and confusing probably everybody listening to this. I definitely meant Elias Rudolph, Brian Robinson. Uh, yeah, like you said, does not have an Ohio State offer, did not visit this past weekend. He was expected to maybe come in, but I think he visited Pitt or some other program uh, instead, so he did not come in. But Elias Rudolph, um, it ju- it just seems like uh, Michigan's going to stand a better chance in that one uh, uh, regarding his recruitment over Aaron Scott's. I think uh, Michigan's probably got some work to do on Scott at this point uh, in this recruitment. I think Ohio State is probably the heavy favorite for him as of right now, but uh, we'll certainly see what happens. And like I said, it was, it was kind of a surprise visit with uh, Aaron Scott coming up. So it's always good to 
uh, be pleasantly surprised when a uh, highly regarded kid from uh, Buckeye country ends up visiting uh, for uh, the junior day weekend here. So yeah, again, apologies. Elias Rob- uh, Robinson is not the kid's name. It's Elias Rudolph is the four-star edge that I intended to talk about. So thank you for correcting me, John. Um, Let's turn our attention here to two more kids from the state of Ohio. I definitely won't mess their last name up because they have the same last name. They are twin brothers, three-star offensive tackles, Devante and Deontay Armstrong. Devante is the higher ranked of the bunch. He is number 358 overall. So definitely hovering towards four-star status. Deontay is number 436 overall on the composite. Both of these guys are top 20 players in the state of Ohio in their recruiting class and both recently acquired offers from Ohio state. So they will be in the running in this recruitment for both of these guys moving forward. So it'll really be Michigan and Ohio state. And they both have Penn state offers as well. And they hold that one in high regard too. So John, um, another, uh, another recruitment here that Michigan uh, got in on uh, a little bit sooner, Michigan offered them back in November, Ohio state just came in, uh, I think just a couple weeks ago and offered them uh, their scholarship. So, I mean, this is going to be, Another one that boils down to uh, Michigan and Ohio State, it seems like, but I also think that Michigan is higher on other offensive tackles at this point, and we'll talk about another uh, offensive tackle for the last prospect that we'll we'll discuss, but it, it just seems like Sharon Moore has his priority list kind of stacked at this point, and I think the Armstrong brothers are kind of somewhere in the middle of all of it. They're certainly targets and they're, they would be welcome additions to the class. I think Moore certainly has strong interest in them, but I think at this time, uh, I, I think Sharon is a little higher on some of the other tackles in this class. What do you have to say about these two kids that uh, just visited Michigan this past weekend? Yeah, I think while they're both listed at tackle, I think only um, Deontay, who's like six, seven would, um, stick at tackle his brother Devante is like an inch and a half shorter which I'm not sure how that happens with identical twins but he didn't get quite as lucky with the height so I think he's more likely to slide in the interior when he gets to college um you know Michigan's recruiting their teammate um in Ben Roebuck pretty hard so it'd be pretty funny to get three offensive linemen from the same high school line in one class but yeah I'm not sure that'll totally work out um you know, they may want to go and do their own thing or stick with Ohio State, uh, stay in state and stick with Ohio State. But uh, we'll see where it goes. And, um, you know, there's a lot of tackles on the board right now. But I agree that guys like Andrew Sprague and Roebuck and um, some others may be a little bit higher right now. Yeah, I, w- I was going to bring up Sprague and Blake Frazier as probably the tackles that Michigan Definitely higher up. I mean, Frazier can probably play interior or at tackle. I guess he can be like a. uh you know, one size fits all offensive lineman, uh, if you want to consider it like that. Uh, but yeah, Roebuck certainly fits the bill at uh, offensive tackle. He's like six, seven. I mean, he's a tall guy. So it would, it would be definitely interesting to take three offensive linemen from the same high school in one class, but I don't think it'll happen. I, I lean more towards Michigan wanting other guys at the position at this at this point in time. I mean, if they miss out on some of these guys uh, that we've already mentioned, maybe they'll, uh, you know, push really hard for, uh, for these two individuals. But uh, yeah, I, I think the uh, priority is a little higher with uh, Sprague 
Blake Frazier, Roebuck certainly uh, is a a good candidate to commit at some point. So uh, while albeit the Armstrong boys, they're talented. Um, I, I just am uh, a little bit skeptical about where this one goes moving forward, but we'll certainly get there. I mean, there's a lot of time to evaluate all of this uh, with the offensive line. They'll probably consider taking uh, quite a bit of O-linemen in this class. And, and let's just wrap up the podcast with an offensive lineman uh, that uh, Sharon Moore is very fond of in this 24 class. His name is Caleb Brewer. He's currently unranked on the composite, but probably won't be for very long, considering he's got offers from Penn State, Notre Dame, Wisconsin, Tennessee, Kentucky, South Carolina, Nebraska. I mean, it just keeps going on for this kid. He's 6'6", 290. Uh, he's from Reading, Pennsylvania. So he spoke with Bryce Marich after his visit, and it sounds like Michigan knocked this one out of the park. And to keep a long story short, he plans on coming back to Michigan soon. And he said, and I quote, he will, quote, 100% be coming back, end quote. So certainly sounds like uh, one of his return visits at least will be an official visit. So, John, for an unranked prospect, Brewer's really blown up on the recruiting trail over the past two months. He's got a lot of really solid offers that I've already named off. So the Wolverines, uh, they have their work cut out for them when it comes to this recruitment just because of all of those good offers he has. But at the same time, it seems like this is a winnable recruitment for Michigan, just given the hugely positive reaction that he gave to the Michigan insider after his visit. Sounds like he's going to come back at some point in the near future, probably an official visit. So at the very least, Michigan will be in the running uh, until it's all said and done. Uh, What are your early thoughts and indications as far as where this one might go? Yeah, it's kind of uh, baffling that he still doesn't have a ranking on these sites yet, given all the offers and visits he has so far. But I think he debut as like a four-star right from the jump, given the the schools that are after him, especially Michigan. Um, and I think it's a good thing that uh, Michigan's identified him early and gotten him up on campus. I think he seems like that Big Ten uh, Midwestern type of kid. So uh, it'll probably be a battle between like the likes of Michigan State or sorry, uh, Penn State and other schools like that. So um, I think Michigan will have a good shot here. Um, I think I think the Nittany Lions are going to be the, the biggest competition here, being the in-state school. More than likely. Uh, and and I, I believe that they've got a few other guys already committed along the offensive line. So I don't know where they've prioritized him in this recruiting class. But yeah, I mean, it's a fair assumption to say that Penn state will probably be one of the schools to watch in this recruitment moving forward, as will Michigan, as will some of these other bigger schools like Tennessee, Wisconsin's always had a good uh, reputation for offensive lineman development. So we'll certainly see where this one goes, but I'm really intrigued uh, by this recruitment just in general. The fact he doesn't have a composite ranking, uh, wouldn't be surprised if he has one sometime soon and uh, also wouldn't be surprised to see him as a four star in the near future. He's got good measurables. He's got a good offer list. Uh, it, it's just a matter of time before he gets a, a, a composite ranking and a bump in the rankings from the other sources as well. Um, so, yeah, that, that's that's <laughs> it was a lot of kids to talk about today, John, but uh, a lot of really highly regarded kids in the cycle that uh, Michigan's in on early. 
it's a, a really solid foundation for what could be a really good 2024 class. So this is really important to talk about these kids moving forward. I know it's only, uh, you know, as we're recording this, it's January. This will be published in February, but uh, it's 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 early on in the cycle, but it's uh, never too early to familiarize yourself with the kids who may end up being Michigan Wolverines in the future. Hence the name Future Brew, and that's why we do this. So thanks so much for listening. You can follow me on Twitter at Vaughn underscore Lozon. Give John Simmons a follow at Simmons underscore John. And uh, follow Mason Brew on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, YouTube channel, and uh, five-star reviews and a subscription would certainly be appreciated as well. For John Simmons, I'm Vaughn Lozon. We'll talk to you guys next week with another edition of Future Brew.